Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello, all you budding adventurers. My name's James and welcome back to another episode of the 9 to 5 ADV podcast where we talk affordable and accessible adventure bike riding. With me this week is my co-host Ross. Hey James, how are you feeling? Very good, how are you? I'm alright mate, I'm alright, I'm a bit tired but I'm okay. Good, good. Yeah, you've just moved house, haven't you? So we're, we're recording in your... In our new podcasting in our, studio. In new podcast studio, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, moved house last week. Forgot to buy a house with a garage though, which was a mistake. Have you worked out how you're going to deal with that yet? I'm just going to keep my bike at bridge. Good idea. Got a, got a, <laughs> a whole warehouse there to, to keep it in. The boss doesn't know yet, but he'll find out. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, it's uh, it's good. Great. Yeah, so uh, you listening along at home, you might have noticed that we've taken a couple of weeks off. Obviously, Ross moving house. I've been a bit busy as well. Also been away riding the Tet, which is what we're going to talk about today. And also, we're going to change up the the routine for the podcast going forward. So I'm sure you've enjoyed slogging through these hour and a half episodes that we've been doing in the past. But that is just too much work for me to to be editing every week. So we're cutting it down to strict 40-ish. 40, 40, 45-ish 40, minutes. 40, 40, 40, 40, 40, well, if, we, if we aim for about 45, then I've got five minutes to cut. 40, 45. It's <laughs> a Harry Enfield sketch. Oh, is it? Yeah. I'm obviously too young. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah, no, that's, I think that sounds good. I think for, for everybody's sanity, mm-hmm. listeners included... Yeah, and I'd rather keep this going as and then as opposed to work my ass off and then burn out and never want to do it again. That seems fair. That seems fair. So you went and rode the Tet. Which section? So me and my brother did Salisbury to to home. So sort of Timoth, which is the f- sort of first leg of, of the like grass, Great Western Trail. Of the Great it? Western Trail. Yeah. yeah nice. So sort of. So you're heading west on the trail. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Nice um starting on salisbury plains which you'd been to before did you start on the plains or not no so we started my brother lives in tisbury so we actually well pre-trip i'd bought some new kit because i knew it was going to be about 30 degrees uh all weekend which is not whether i would whether i would recommend riding in ever again it's not something we're really used to in the uk is it no and especially for for trail riding jeez yeah. it is so you're in mini Dakar. It's hot. It's really hot. So I ordered uh, some motocross gear, which didn't turn up uh, in time. Luckily, you found some really old UFO. <laughs> yeah, uh, stuff. some stuff we started. We had a go at stocking like six years ago or something, and just never, never saw. <laughs> and it'd been on, sat on our eBay shop for years at like 20 quid or something waiting for some desperate yeah exactly (laughs) and it was in like triple xl as well yeah but it did the job did the job didn't it Um, saved you yeah so you had upper body armor but no no knee pads no we didn't have knee braces or anything like that so did you manage to get that sorted in the end yeah so we set off from tisbury with the aim of joining the tet up at salisbury okay yeah 
but first of all, stopping off at a motocross dealership, which is up there. Which one did you stop at? Uh, I can't remember. Hold on. I can't think what they're called. It's a massive. It's a massive. Um, I've written it down. Uh, a whole ma- shot motocross. Whole shot, that's it. That's yeah. it. And they're yeah. massive dealer, aren't they're they? They're massive. Yeah. Yeah. I've heard, heard good things about them. Yeah. Are they so all right? They, yeah. Really helpful, actually. Sorted us out. Nice. Got me some decent knee braces, and then we set off, which was which was great fun. So the morning was was warm, but yeah, but easy. Uh, if you've ridden the Salisbury Plain, then that is pretty much what you get on the trails up up that. Nothing that far super techy. No, it's but it's a, it's long, long trails. We were on a trail which was just gravel, but it went on for must have been almost five miles. Oh wow, that's nice. Because that's pretty it. unusual for the UK, isn't it? So yeah. I suppose it's a, kind of a, a bit of a novelty factor in that, at least, even if hmm. it's easy. Yeah, and nice views, a nice way to start the you know start the trip. And on the big bikes, it's quite fun as well because you can kind of use a little bit of the power and mass of the bike that on some of the technical stuff becomes a hindrance exactly on the more open stuff you can actually you know your brother's there with 100 horsepower near enough and i don't know if he's using it quite yet but he's getting there is he he's getting there good but yeah we're all luggaged up as well so it's it's a good way to make sure yeah, that the, the luggage quite is heavy yeah making sure we're riding okay with the luggage the luggage isn't you know isn't strapped incorrectly um my brother had some enduristan panniers okay are they rigid up, or no, soft. Nice. So it turns out it's the only sort of sling over soft luggage that you can get for the Africa Twin because the Africa Twin has got those fixed in rear grab handles. Okay. So things like the Moscow Moto and the Krieger, you can't thread underneath. Right. It's got to sit over the top of them. Yeah. It's a bit of an oversight. I never have considered it either. No. And we couldn't find that information anywhere on the internet. It was only by chance that I stumbled across a YouTube video of right. the Enduristan luggage on the Africa Twin. So I'm, I'll make an article oh, about yeah. it, so yeah, all yeah, the Africa Twin owners will know what to to look for. So he got an Enduristan set up, uh, which in the first few hours we realised wasn't set up quite properly because the left hand bag was was dropping down. So we sorted right. that out. So yeah. it was a good opportunity to you know make sure that was all working fine. And what, you had your obviously your Krieger stuff. Yeah. Did you buy any new luggage specifically for the trip or? So yeah, a few things actually. So I got the the OS base with two OS 12 bags either side. And I've ridden away on a weekend, a tech weekend with that before, but didn't camp. So I also got an OS 18, which went on, on the middle. So basically has a tail bag. Like a tail pack. Okay, yeah. nice. Yeah, yeah. And did you buy a hydration bladder in the end? Yes, I went for the Hydro 3. That's Krieger as well? Krieger Hydro 3, yeah. Sweet. So, so what's that three litre bladder? Yeah. Or? yeah, so three litre bladder. It's got a little pocket, which will fit like your phone and yeah yeah and such Snacks. um obviously with motocross kit there's no pockets which yeah. i wasn't used to so having that well actually, and you've got your little tank bag as well haven't you yeah yeah nice i wasn't sure what lug what bag to go for so because krieger's got the hydro 2 hydro 3 and they've got the trail 9 which is a, a backpack with a compartment for a bladder okay. or the new trail 18 that's getting quite big though for motorbike especially if you've got other luggage on the bike i feel like 18 litres. I mean, that's a getting on for like a decent walking day pack. Yeah. So I was umming and knowing what to go for. And if you go for one of the trail bags, you've got to pay for the bag and then you've got to buy the bladder separately as okay. well. Yeah. Um, but the big thing that jumped out for me with the Trail 3 is that it's got the loops that you can attach another Krieger bag to it. Right. So like the US 5 that I've got as a, as a tank bag or even like the OS 12, yeah. I could just stick on. So if I was out for the day and I wanted to stop for lunch and I've just got my tank bag, for example, 
I can take that off and strap it to my backpack. Uh, I don't want to okay. worry about leaving it on the bike yeah, or, yeah. So or carrying it in my that hand. That's like modular thing that Krieger do really well, mm. isn't it? Nice. Yeah, and that worked a treat. That was a that was great. It was actually a lifesaver having three liters of water on me. Yeah, I've just bought a um a hip pack for rather than a backpack for hydration stuff. Quite oh, enjoy, nice. quite like that because it just feels less restrictive was... than the backpack and probably not so much for motorcycling because you've got all the kit on anyway but for mountain biking um means you don't get a sweaty back from having the backpack on but for, for motor biking it's gonna be great as well yeah and it still holds it doesn't hold a very big bladder it only holds a liter and a half mm-hmm. which is fine for like an afternoon out but for a full day i think three liters is a great shout yeah i went out with emma and matt on sunday and emma's got the exact same she's got the hit bag yeah and again i, I only put about half full half filled my my bladder for that because yeah, you yeah. don't you don't need a full you know, three liters is is quite heavy, and it's if you're not, we've probably both been like pretty guilty of in the past is going out for hours and hours and hours and not even taking a drop of water with us. Yeah, and it's going to affect your concentration and everything over the course of even just a couple of hours. Uh, so, how far was so you split it into two days, right? Yeah, Sat- started on Saturday morning, finished on Sunday evening. How yeah. far was day one, and did you have like a set point in mind that you wanted to stop, or did you kind of just play it by ear? Yeah, so this was tricky because. Anyone you ask how long it's going to take to ride the tet will tell you differently. So there's no way of working yeah. out. And on top of that, the only section of tet that I'd really ridden before was from Timmouth to Land's End and back. And we tried to do it in two days and we didn't complete it. Sure. Because there's a huge concentration of trails in Devon, yeah. you know, compared to the, the amount of road riding you do. And obviously, the more time you're spending on the trails, the slower you're going. Yeah. And even that, in Devon, the, te- the trails are ridiculously... They're very slow, aren't they? Yeah, some of them are ridiculously technical. And you can spend half an hour on one. Yeah, yeah. especially know. with the big bikes, if mm. one of you gets stuck or something. Whereas Cornwall, there's a lot more road. The trails are a lot more scenic and a lot easier. Sure. So it's so difficult to gauge each section each section obviously you zoom in and some things at some lines that look quite straight when you zoomed out are actually yeah. ridiculously squiggly and it's not as easy as just clicking okay from here to here because you can't work. well you don't have it's not like google maps where you say like ride from x to y yeah. and it calculates it for you and the type of bike someone's riding the level of experience that rider has there's way more variables than on the road yeah so i assumed that if Look, from my experience of the trails on Salisbury Plain and around Salisbury mm. and experience of the trails in Devon, I assumed, which it turned out to be right, was that it's going to be easier going on the east side and more technical and slower on the west side. Yeah. yeah. Um, so easier the closer sort of towards Salisbury you get. Yeah. So I we budgeted for probably about, I think it was about two thirds, maybe. In terms of distance. In yeah. terms of distance. Uh, let me just check. Yeah, it's about... Yeah, about two thirds on day one, stopping at Lyme Regis because I found a nice sort of semi-wild campsite nice. on a farm, yeah. uh, which I'll get to in a minute because that was actually a really, really nice place to stay. Yeah, that, then, I mean, the whole Dorset coast is stunning as well, isn't it? Yeah, and then the rest on on day on day two, which also left my brother time to then travel home. Uh, so on, he rode on the home same on day. T- did he ride home on Sunday evening? Did he? Yeah. Oh, I was so feeling I, tired. Yeah, he was exhausted. That's a big day out, actually. Yeah. Because you rode up on the Friday night, so that kind of gave you that extra rest day, didn't it? But, exactly. Oh, fair play to Tom then. How did he get on in general anyway? I mean, so he's been out a few times now in his Africa Twin, I'm guessing he's starting to get used to it. Yep. Again, starting off where we were, easing us into it was, was a real great help. If we'd done, yeah, if we'd if we started around, uh, I think he would have struggled. But um, no, in the end, actually really well. The, uh, there was one trail which 
he didn't he turned around on everything else everything else he did did you make that trail though yes yeah okay um this was a horrible horrible trail and where was that um so this was day one so just so you know day one so winton which is just outside of salisbury to lime regis took us eight hours and was about 105 miles wow yeah okay yeah so that doesn't include i managed to work it out that doesn't include little stop offs for coffee and and lunch so eight hours of riding sorry or eight hours in total eight hours of riding in the saddle yeah wow so you're only averaging like just over 10 miles an hour yeah and obviously at the beginning that you eat up those miles but yeah as the day goes on so um it wasn't until we got to uh beaminster yeah yeah okay. so there's a few route that along they've done the route really well because you actually pass through you pass past petrol stations you go pa- go through villages and towns which obviously so there are places, places to kind of stop. stop and yeah. have a drink and obviously whatever. see scenic things so you yeah. actually are you're not just down farm tracks the whole way sure. around the uk you actually still are experienced in the uk which yeah, i think yeah. is really good so we stopped at beaminster because the route takes you right through the town square so you can pull up there's a car park right there it was absolutely roasting i mean it was the worst riding conditions i have ever been in wow, really? just the heat was just yeah. unbearable and that's one negative motocross kit it's okay when you're riding but when you stop everything you're wearing is long sleeve yeah so unless you take your jersey off and you take your armor off and then you swap into a t-shirt oh i see it's not like taking a jacket off where you can just like open up your unzip your jacket yeah 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 and in in the middle of a town square it's it's not really it's a bit frowned upon if you just take all your kit off and stand there so uh, we went and had went into a cafe had a nice bit of lunch tried to cool off a bit and then literally about a minute after setting off, it is so close to the town centre of Beaminster. The first lane you get onto is a long hill climb on really sort of big stones, which is which it's doesn't sound too work, bad really. to begin with. You know, the, there's you go around corners, but they're quite sweeping corners. But halfway up this hill climb, there is a big granite step. Okay, and you need momentum, and it's. It took me five tries. Oh, is this one where you flipped your bike upside down yeah, or something? Yeah. Um, <laughs> so the fifth time, and I was getting hotter and hotter yeah. and hotter and and more angry and and um, and then every time I'd have to take the bike right back down onto a semi, you know, just somewhere where it would yeah, get grip, yeah. so I could then go back and try it again. And the last time I did it, I got up the step, but the bike just bounced and fell off on the side. Um, right. Which was fine. The bike was fine. I was fine. But um, so I, before I set off, I adjusted the suspension. Yeah, you wound it like right the way yeah. to maximum so the, stiffness. So the, the manual, clicking it around, everything had been set to the softest it could be. Right, okay. And it was very plush. So I thought, okay, well, I'll, you know, they say that the, the springs are a bit too soft for an average UK rider anyway. So yeah. I'll turn them up as it's... hard as they'll go. Surely that makes perfect sense. It doesn't make perfect sense because the bike then acts like... It's like a pogo stick. Have you got... I don't know if you'll know. Have you got adjustable compression and rebound? Yeah. On that. So you could have set... Maybe a rebound set a little bit fast. Mm, I've retweeted now. I've actually put everything back down to just over medium. Okay. And it's it's working a lot better. Over time, I'll play with them individually. But um, I've just done like broad strokes to begin with. But I think that contributed really heavily to, you know coming towards that step at speed and then the front wheel hitting it the bike got up it but it just 
bounced and I lost yeah. all control of it. Did you get over it eventually though? Yeah, I got over it. I got over it. I, when I came off was when I got over it. Oh, wow. Well, <laughs> so so I just got... had to pick the bike up and then carry on. But that's the one that Tom That's the one thought. that Tom... Well, that's fair enough. After watching me get hotter and hotter and angry and angry, he thought... And threw your bike on the floor. Yeah. <laughs> he thought, I'll just go around and meet you yeah, on the other side. Which is, which is completely respectable. And it's, in hindsight, for a tech trip, it's what I should have done as well. Yeah, because... because... this isn't an afternoon's trail riding. Yeah. And it affects the whole rest of your day. Because you're tired and... It took me so long to cool off and get my heart rate back down and, yeah. and not have my chest absolutely killing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and it makes the next few trails you do. It makes every trail, every time you get off the road, you think, oh, I don't want to do this. Yeah. So in hindsight, I probably should have not done it. But you're stubborn. But, but I'm stubborn, so I did it. Well, well done, because um, there's some satisfaction in that as well. Well, there is, exactly. And did, you, did you have a go on Tom's bike? Because I'm interested to hear if you've... Have you ridden this one yet? No, no, I haven't, we haven't swapped yet. Okay, because for those of you, you listening that that uh, maybe haven't followed from the start, Tom's got the automatic, so the, the dual clutch transmission version mm-hmm. of the Africa Twin, which um, I think you, you and I both sort of at least recommended him trying, didn't we? Mm-hmm. Before uh, before we got started, I've no, I've ridden them a lot, but I've never ridden them off road. On the road, I really enjoy them, having spent a lot of time on them. And a lot of reviewers, I think especially people that are less experienced, have had really good, um, a really good time with it. That's the thing. Tom's really enjoying not having to constantly be worrying about like the clutch and the yeah. gears. It's allowing him to actually... I wonder if... Uh, it's an interesting one. I wonder if it, like long term it kind of de-skills you a little bit and if he'll become so reliant on that system that if he ever wants to change to a bike mm. with a clutch, he'll find it really difficult. But then again, I suppose you're still learning so many other skills it's yeah i think it's got him riding off road quicker yeah much quicker than if he was on gears especially yeah. with an with an africa twin such a big bike i think if he was with a manual he'd be a lot further behind where he is now yeah that's good then but you, there's definitely some mileage in what you what you're saying so we'll just have to wait and see no so you stopped uh library just for a camp yeah um got got the vango out yeah uh just before we got to the campsite i'm just going to mention which you might have seen on, on Instagram is yeah so you just passed Simonsbury and again it's it's just one of those things that you some of the best stuff you just don't expect you just to come across. stumble across yeah so you go through the village of Simonsbury and then you and then the road turns into a trail and then suddenly you're on this in this gully with these walls yeah it's it's what's called a holloway and it's literally been carved out over hundreds of years by walkers and horse carts and and everything. Is it? It's, so mm. it's not like a stream or something. It's just no, wow, because it's sandstone. It's so soft. It's and just it's literally been carved erosion. out by traffic. That's amazing, yeah. and it's mad because there's fallen trees above you. Yeah, yeah. So you got this it looks like it must be about ten foot deep or something. Mm. It's mad. Um, it's. De- I was reading up on it, and it's definitely the most impressive in the area. There's quite a few right. in the area. Um, but that one is the most impressive. It's full of carvings and... Yeah, and, and if, if, those of you that... It's worth going on James' Instagram to check this out um, at 9to5ADV because it, when he put it up, I just... I thought it was bizarre. Never seen mm. anything like it. And it's on a... I think that's what you said, wasn't it? It's amazing what you can find on your doorstep. This is literally like an hour from where we live. Yeah. And had no clue that that existed. It's just a it was brilliant. really bizarre I, place. I knew that it existed because being on the, the tet Facebook yeah. group and everything, it's very regularly photographed by UK tetters. Yeah, sure. 
but coming across it and actually stopping and it's just great it's nice and then going down hell lane it's quite um, is that what it's called hell lane cool. yeah this is brilliant <laughs> um is it actually hard or is it going going down it's it's quite tricky right um even in that heat it was very wet so there oh, must okay. be a stream or or something and mm. um i was exhausted it's not you could walk you could walk the bike you know you can paddle the bike down yeah. if needs be so i wouldn't say it's it's anything advanced but it's just you got to pay attention yeah, while sure. doing it but yeah so they started to get trickier as we as we headed further east as we headed further, further, further west but sorry yeah southwest <laughs> getting muddled yeah and then we got to back to what you were saying we got to our campsite which is a place called briggs farm Okay. And is the, that just north of Lyme Regis then? Yeah. It's about ten minutes yeah, ten minutes from the sea front. Nice. So we the guy that we met the guy and he'd never heard of anything, he hardly ever gets bikers, but literally this thing is less than a minute off the route. Oh brilliant. It's mad. He should be advertising I that know. really, shouldn't he? I, I I said that to him. I said um I said I said, you know, this should be this is great because this, this plays into a lot of tech riders sort of idea of what they want to do because yeah, it's... they don't want like a sort of like completely set up campsite with huge shower blocks and you know caravans everywhere yeah so it's got you know you pay a tenner for a night you get your you get your bit of grass yeah it comes with a, a, a pit that you can make your campfire so you can have a campfire oh nice um he does logs that you you pay him a fiver and you get a bag of logs um it's got it's got urinals it's got a little sink wash up area it's got a tap. It's just like when we, say when we did our camping thing. It's that kind of like halfway house between, okay, you're not wild camping, but you're not in, there's no swimming pool. There's no yeah. like kids play area. There's not a bar. Yeah. Everything is completely rudimentary. Like the, the wash up area, the sink, it, it's all outside. Yeah. The, it's like compost toilets. But it's a little bit easier than just going and yeah. finding some woods. And and you know that you're going to end up in a spot where you can pitch up and relax. Yeah. Yeah. That's nice. So Briggs Farm, is it? Briggs Farm, yeah, and Worth it's on a out. it's on the side of a valley, and the view the sun sets right over uh, where you are. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. lovely. And then we got those ball in the bag things because we were packing light. Yeah, yeah. And then, really, but we didn't end up having them because okay. we went into Lyme Regis and went to the pub and, <laughs> went to the pub and had, <laughs> sat and watched the sun go down in Lyme Regis, which is which is a yeah, it's a gorgeous piece. It's lovely, it? really nice. Did a bit of fossil hunting. Yeah, oh, but yeah. Day nice. one, day one was was very good. Uh, one thing I forgot to mention is that we met another tech rider. Oh, okay. Um, chap on his own. It's called T.O. He was riding a 660 Tenere. Nice. And Get he was... shots of the two bikes? Yeah, he was in London. Oh, from London, wow, sorry. Okay. From London, riding down. And we met him, stopped. Was he heading in the same direction mm. as you or opposite? Yeah, basically he, he wanted to see how far he could get west and he wanted to see a beach. So... Um, when he found one. Yeah, we chatted for a bit and then we went off. Uh, said, oh, look, we're camping here tonight, by the way, if you haven't got somewhere and you end up about the same distance as we do. Turns out, poor chap, literally about a minute after he met us, after he carried on, we'd obviously all gone by then, he had an off and his chain came off his rear sprocket. Oh, no. And you were nowhere to be seen. And we were nowhere to be seen. So he, he was there for like two hours trying to get the bike. He was He's in the middle of a lane, a big rutted lane. Yeah trying to get the bike you know upright and you know propped up so he can oh. he could adjust the chain poor chap well this is kind of go yeah back to where we said if you can try and ride with someone yeah. else i suppose because 
Yeah. In hindsight, we shouldn't. We should have given him given him our number, but yeah, uh, because we could have gone back. But oh well. And yeah. then we ended up meeting him at the campsite. Oh, no, so he made yeah. it then. Well, that's yeah. good. He so just we had a slightly, we slightly more adventurous day <laughs> yeah. than he'd expected. Yeah. But he got to the beach. He, he We set off, carried on west, and he went went back east. He's he went thought for he'd a... had enough of this. Yeah. But no, that was, that was great. He's never it was... been green laning again. <laughs> but no, it was it was really nice, actually. One of those one of those moments that, you, you know, when you cross over with someone doing the same thing. and Yeah, yeah it's definitely nice, isn't it? And you know that you almost know you not without fail because there are some weirdos out there especially riding the <laughs> tet on their own but um no you just know that generally most folk are pretty nice and yeah you you've clearly got a common interest haven't you so mm. most of the time you get on fairly well um so you set off on day two then yeah heading further west yeah um from lime regis and like we said it starts to get a little bit more technical from there heading into east devon yeah um but weirdly it there's a lot of road um, is there what from Lime Regis down towards kind of there's a few trails you, when you set off in the morning yeah. and then there's a lot of road with the odd sort of farm track right. um, sort of all the way to Sidmouth sort of way or something yeah basically until you get to Topsham so basically until you get to Exeter oh really oh so you don't ride all the trails from kind of Sidmouth across then there are quite a few but not not loads right okay there's a lot of road which if you're on a big long you know, trip of the Great Western Trail, quite a relief, especially yeah. that we we were quite pleased to get onto some, get onto some, some progress. And then once you get to Exeter, that's when you jump jump into our territory. And yeah, what's well, so real... up from Mamhead, and then mm, then you get some real good lanes. Um, but it was a much much shorter day. We were done by by lunch. We were actually only riding for four hours. Oh, okay, so you and... actually probably underestimated. Yeah. The the first half. Yeah, okay. and did about 45 miles. So... 40, 45. Yeah, so I think if... Where would I say? If you were going to do the whole Great Western Trail, I would probably say... You'd probably make it, what, just like to Totnes or just past there, something like that? I would have said ta- as far as Tavistock, maybe. Would you? Um, yeah, okay. But there's a lot between Exeter and Tavistock that did take me and Gary almost a day yeah i was gonna say because even if you just rode from um like you said from exeter to back to newton abbott mm-hmm. there's it's still a fair old ride to get down to like totness and past yeah. there isn't it i mean we've yeah. we've done that and it's taken quite, I, quite that a time. is a very large concentration of of trails and we there are some real the tricky there, stuff on there yeah but no it was a great that was a great day obviously recovered from from the day before uh it was hot but there's a lot of a lot of canopy cover, actually. Yeah, it's, we've um, got quite a lot of tree cover down here, haven't mm, we? And then um, there's a horrible hill climb. Well, a really fun hill climb, actually. It's easy, but if you stop, it's not. And it's the, the one just after um, the Sheldon Bridge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and and Tom stopped on it. Tom, oh. Tom came off on it, actually. And oh, got, did he? And snapped yeah, his wing mirror off. That um, you've just got to keep the bike pinned on, haven't you? Yeah. Because it is steep, that. yeah. But just before that, actually, is is probably our both of our one of our favourite lanes that we've ever ridden, and it's it's in the Tet, which is it's called Three Trees Lane, yeah, and yeah. comes out by uh, the Timmouth Golf Course, and you know you're on it because it's a it's a hill climb to begin with, which is easy because it's the ground is solid, yeah, but it's tricky because there are gullies and steps. And you've got to There's focus like on your line. Kind of blocks along it, isn't mm. there? Almost. And you've got to really focus on your line. 
but as long other than that it's, it's one easy of the to first get up. lanes we ever did wasn't it yeah and, and then, um and then it's straight- a classic yeah then it straightens out with little jumps yeah and then it it's another gentle climb but it's like a slalom so you can really get if you're that way inclined you can you know sit get sat down and get your leg out and get yeah. the back wheel slide in and it's a really really fun six minutes from a new house yeah which is great <laughs> timed it the other day ideal so how is the t7 then that's the long is that the longest day you've had out on it or did you the with gary were you on the t7 or not yeah i was on, yeah yeah i was on, oh, I yeah, I was on the, the uh, t7 map but um tiger not no t7 worked really well i had a coolant issue which on the day day i was leaving no it was a thursday night because i was given the bike a once over yeah and i checked the coolant window which is like um sort of translucent sort of like misty plastic isn't misty it? plastic and i couldn't see any coolant in the bike and i knew it'd been hot and i knew that we'd been out trail riding and i thought well maybe maybe she's burnt through all the coolant gave the bike a shake you know tried open the cap tried to look in the problem is because of the way the bike's up you can't quite get your yeah, eye looking in you mean. couldn't see anything couldn't see any kind of anything in the window whatsoever so freaked out i thought don't worry i'll you know i'll go to I'll take it to work and then at my lunch break I'll go to Halfords and get get a bottle of coolant. I then also went on like the forum and someone else had had the same problem. So I thought, oh, maybe this is a like an, an issue. issue. Yeah. I also put it on my Instagram story and I had two people message me and say, oh, I've got this problem as well. Right. So I'm thinking, oh, there's obviously a, here's a T7 problem that's, that's fresh to be uncovered. Yeah. And um, bought the coolant, went out on my lunch break, took the lid off poured it in got about 100 mil in and then it all overflowed and went all over the bike because the coolant was full so you just, <laughs> and I just, you just, just can't really see it. it you couldn't see it in the yeah, window it's on, rubbish you, isn't it no matter how much you shook it or or shined you know i shone, shone my, my phone yeah. torch on it and couldn't see a thing but Bizarre. there is no problem with the bike there is no recall issue to worry about other it's, than the fact that they just probably should have chosen a different material <laughs> for their coolant window but no, other than that, and the fact that I over-tightened the suspension, um, she ran great. So it was all user error? Basically. The bike was great. Yeah, basically, everything, every single thing was user error. Um, and you didn't have any punctures? Didn't have any punctures. So you didn't get to use your new puncture repair kit or no, tire or my, Yeah, or my huge tubes, which took up half a bag. Really? Yeah, the the ch- big old things. Did you take two tubes with you? Did you? Um, yeah, I took a front and a rear. Yeah. I went out on Sunday. And I only took I only took a front. I could get the whole kit into my OS. I've managed to get my whole toolkit, including levers and one tube, yeah. into my um, US five liter Krieger bag on my tank bag. So that's what I use it for now. That's good. Uh, but first big trip with the full system from LexTech, which is now on the bike. Oh, yeah. Finally, which looks great. Uh, it's chucked off a whole bunch more kilos. I put the baffle in because I thought it sounds great, but if I'm trail riding, yeah. trying to be respectful, and there's a lot of low gear, high revs and blipping, and so I thought our best bit Other user, trail users, horse riders, exactly. etc. It's, it's all about maintaining a good image and it does still sound sound great it still probably sounds as good with the baffle in it does as it did without yeah when it was a exactly it's sense, basically yeah. this yeah um, but you've got less uh less restriction and probably lower heat i would imagine as well yeah probably hopefully helps keep the bike a bit cooler yeah i don't know because the fan always used to come on quite early on the t7 i thought 
Yeah, I, that's the other thing I was doing. I was constantly monitoring the. I constantly had the uh, coolant temperature on the. Oh on yeah. On the dash. Yeah. Um, and the f- the fan it worked perfectly. As soon as it hit one hundred five, the fan would come on. It would be on for about thirty seconds. It cooled it right back down. And what does it cool it back down to? I think it was like one hundred. Was it a hundred? Okay. Maybe slightly less. Yeah. I can't remember now. I, I watched Crazy it do it so many times, though, isn't it? Yeah. It's mad. And. Uh, I put a massive dent in the end can. Well done. Yeah, so I need to. I, I actually, it's running fine. So I'm just it's running leave it. fine. It's not a problem. Is it? It and the nice thing, like we said before, with those Lextech cans, is they're a hundred and something quid. So I mean, I don't want to be flippant about it, but they're sort of disposable. Mm-hmm. You know, you can afford to buy yourself a new can every year. Yeah. Um, which you certainly wouldn't be doing with a Krapovich one or a Yoshimura one or something at exactly eight nine hundred pounds a pop. Yeah, which we've talked about before. So just a few observations then. Motocross kit, first of all, is great. I would recommend getting some. It actually makes for a good sort of base layer. Yeah. Because then you could put thermals on underneath. You could put like a rain jacket and rain trousers on over the top. It's quite You can a get good... like all-in-one plastic suits almost, can't you? Yeah, them? it's quite a good modular kit setup. And I'll, I'll be wearing it as much as possible. I've now got... You've got some new stuff, haven't you? got my, Al- nice my originally ordered Alpine Stars stuff, which looks a bit less garish. Yeah. So I'm in that now, which is good. So um, if anyone wants to buy some really nice UFO... Yep, used once, used hand-washed, because they... Oh my hum. goodness. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Everything I was wearing, jeez. Yeah, Emily wouldn't let you in the house. <laughs> I've never, I've never stank or sweated so much in my entire life. <laughs> and I've literally, every, every day since I have cycled to work in an effort to get as fit as possible. Because <laughs> I just realised how horrible I felt yeah, in I that mean, heat and um, with all that, that exercise. We've touched it before, you do, you do sort of forget how hard work and how much exercise mm. trail riding can be. Yeah. You do need a high level, a decent level of fitness for it. Yeah, definitely. And I think, and the other little thing about motocross gear as well, which is a big thing that I felt, is the flexibility you get on your legs. Yeah. Even just getting on and off your bike compared to normal like really? adventure trousers. Because um, obviously I've got the luggage on and, and a, quite a big yeah. tail bag. It's not so easy to just swing your leg all the way around. Yeah, You've got to course. sort of lift your leg up and move it across the seat. And in motocross trousers, you've got so much more flexibility. So really, really pleased with that. Speaking of the luggage... So the OS base with the OS 12s is great for a weekend away, just enough luggage if you're going to be staying in a non-tent, so B&B, whatever. If you're camping, uh, I learned a big thing about packing camping gear in that the the OS 18 I thought was a bad choice to put on the tail because that would fit my sleeping bag and not a lot more. I think I've got my tubes in there. And yeah. then uh, the boil in the bag meals. Yeah, yeah. And that was it in my big OS 18. Because even though the bags are quite big, you can't get loads in. You can get 12 or 18 litres, even though the bags are a lot bigger than that. Yeah. Um, and then the tent, I still had to then strap onto, onto the back of that. Right. So what I'm going to do going forward is if I'm camping, I'm going to have the OS 12s. I might actually next time, because we're going to Wales next month, I might use a 12 and an 18 instead of buying another 18. So I have a 12 on one side and 18 yeah, on the yeah, other side. Sense. And then the back, all I want is a big dry bag. Like just a big duffel bag. It just has thing. to be waterproof. Yeah. To put my sleeping bag, my tent, basically all the camping crap that doesn't need to be in a plush. Check out Alp Kit. Alp Kit. Mm. Very okay. good value stuff. I was looking at the um, Krieger's 
the biggest one they do. But in reality, it's a shame they don't do just a big roll dry bag. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Just a really simple one. It doesn't need all the gubbins. And no, the, that's and, it. No, um, I check out like Outkit. I mean, Ortlieb are really good, but they're quite expensive. Mm-hmm. Xbed do some good ones as well. Yeah. There's a few, few brands out there. They're not, so none of these are motorcycle specific. They're just more generic outdoor yeah. brands, but that's all you need, isn't it? Yeah. I think the Krieger bags are, are amazing. I really love them. But because Tom's Endurostan, that was it. Tom's Endurostan tail bag was just a dry bag. Yeah. And he could just shove, he just, just shoved stuff. his entire camping kit in and it worked so much easier. Yeah. Than having to then strap the tent and, and, and like your sleeping bag, even a small sleeping bag does take up a lot of space. Yeah. So just having one thing that can shove it all in, it doesn't really need like impact protection or... No, it's on the top anyway, mm. isn't it? So just a bit of advice there for camping tips, really. Camping packing tips. Brilliant. But there you go. Well, that sounds like a good trip. And your next plan is to ride the Tet back to Salisbury. Is that the plan? Yeah, so couple of weeks is it yeah, we're doing it's the 11th of september you no, t- you're on the sunday aren't you coming yeah. crossing so you'll be doing it on the 12th of september uh on the saturday you and tom will be riding friday and saturday oh you're gonna do it over both days yeah so i'm taking the friday off so, so you're gonna ride it's a bit more it's, it's a bit more wavy sure and that's almost up to swindon isn't it mm. then and then you'll drop back down to salisbury and then we've got you've got the sunday doing the yamaha motocross experience yeah up in salisbury which, which is gonna feel i think it's gonna be funny because that's gonna feel so bizarre for you both coming yeah. off of 200 plus kilo machines down onto yz 125s that weigh 90 kilos full of fuel Oh, it's going to be mad fun. Um, it should be really good. Mad fun. And then later in the month, we're doing the... Rally Moto. Rally Moto Tour yeah. of Wales, which starts in North Wales and ends in South Wales. So what we're going to do, I've booked off... And this, from, this, is, this is a roadmap challenge, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, so I've... Uh, that's on a Sunday. So I've booked off from the Wednesday. So on Tuesday night, I'm riding to Tom's. And then we're going to do from basically where we left off on the last oh, trip. Nice. yeah. We'll then take the Tet up through Wales... Whether we'll get all the way up or not, I don't know. We're basically going to play it by ear. See how far you can see get. See how far we can get. Yeah. And then stop in a nice B&B the night before because it's, it's a big 12-hour endurance thing. Yeah. And then do that and then come home. So then we will have done three sections of the tech. Yeah. And the plan for me, which is going to be my, my next big plan for the website, is going to be writing almost like a sort of dumbed-down, sort of lonely planet guide almost. To the for the Tet. Yeah. Because, you know, a lot of people say, oh, well, it's about the adventure, you know, you just ride the route. And, but yeah, sure. But some people, some people know what, yeah, what and to even, expect. And... Even things like, as an inexperienced off-road rider, could I do this section? Yes. You know, so for example, what we just did, day one is mostly beginner to intermediate with, a, a, but there are, like there I are said, lanes, like the ones there are of... like two or three yeah they're a bit tricky and then obviously the further down in devon there's there's, there's a lot more ones, yeah yeah so the idea is to eventually be able to do the whole of the uk town we've actually in a space of two months we should have bashed off a big chunk of it so i've just finished writing up the first one which should be going out i'm going to aim to get publish it alongside this week's episode oh brilliant uh so if it's not up then please email will, in and pester me yeah, and James promises to reply. <laughs> and we'll go from there. So, Fantastic. So that's it. Lovely stuff. Wow. What have you been um, doing? Time's up, James. That's right. We've, I said 45. I said 45. We've got chat. What have I been up to? Uh, other than moving house, 
I have been a lot of mountain biking. I see a lot of mountain biking. Yeah, I've had had some friends down, um, which has been really nice. I haven't seen for a while because of COVID and stuff. So they they came down in their in their camper van. So they camped, and we met up with them over the sort of every day to go mountain biking, various places, Woodbury, Dartmoor, been a bit of wild swimming. So we've been nice down to Anstey's Cove in Torquay, which is a oh, really yeah. nice swimming spot. The Hindu caves on Torquay key seafront which are weird but oh under the livermead cliff hotel the the grand hotel just in front of the grand hotel on i think it's called like Cos- cosby point or something yeah yeah so they're, they're weird and then yeah we just and um, swimming down the river dart as well oh nice so it's been yeah it's really just been really nice just getting out and about and appreciating where we live i guess mm. yeah we don't do that enough no. down here we're we're pretty we're lucky pretty where spoiled, we are. aren't we so yeah yeah the bike's getting picked up tomorrow taking back to bridge where have the puncture finally fixed on it, so that'd be good. I've got my tire leaves now, we can do it ourselves. Yeah, or I can just get Scott to do it <laughs> with a tire machine. It's a lot easier. Buy them KFC for lunch. Yeah, okay. <laughs> so fine. I mean, if you want to come and do it yourself, I'll buy you KFC instead. No. Exactly. No. Um, so yeah, that's kind of, kind of what I've been up to. But look, yeah, looking forward to getting out, doing a bit of laning again soon. Nice. Especially as we kind of come into autumn and... A lot of the sort of foliage dies back. I find that in the yeah. summer at the moment, Devon's just, it's ridiculous. For like, it's so overgrown. Yeah. Some of the lanes are, are crazy. And we are full of tourists. Yeah, um, this is the other thing. The lanes are really full of walkers yeah, and we had horse riders and stuff. And it, it definitely affects the way you, you, that you use the lanes and the way you ride. So, mm. yeah, and I'm looking forward to the ground softening up a little with a little bit more rain. At the moment, it's so, just so hard on the bikes. Mm. Um, I mean, it's rained a lot more in the last couple of weeks, but for, for a while, it's just been so sort of arid, hasn't it? Yeah, no, I agree. I've been watching... Well, I say I've been watching. I've watched episode one of Charlie Borman's Race to the Dakar. Oh, which yeah. I never knew existed. No. Um, but it's just uh, a few weeks ago went on to Amazon Prime. Nice. Um, which I've said before is the the place to watch Motorcycle adventure bike stuff. stuff. Yeah. There's quite a lot on there. Um, they did have long way round. I think they still do. They've got a few sort of round the world trips. They've got, the, I think it's because Amazon lets you sort of chuck whatever you want up. Okay. So, um, so there's yeah. some good stuff. There's some rubbish stuff. But this is quite good. It's sort of like, it is a spin-off to... To long way round because it's just after long way round. Oh, is it okay? Um, and it feels very much. It feels very long way roundy. Yeah. But it's just Charlie and Simon Pavey. Oh wow! Simon Pavey teaches him, and they nice. race. And I think they they end up racing together on the Dakar. So basically, episode one has just been about his training, and and then their BMW gave them gave him the bike. That would be quite interesting because he was always like he's a far far better rider than you and. Mm. And um, then he went to. It went to Touratech to get uh, completely rebuilt, basically. Nice. They were they were given BMW X5s as support vehicles, so they were ch- testing <laughs> out to see if they would be suitable for. I'm guessing for not. the Dakar. I haven't got that far yet. But Charlie's just—they just went out to Dubai. More, and Charlie's more suitable broke. for Chelsea, aren't they? Yeah, they? yeah, I know. Yeah, North Africa, but I know. But um, yeah, end of episode one, they'd just gone out. They went out to Dubai early to do sand dune training, and Charlie broke his collarbone. <laughs> Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, but I'd have to check that out then. Yeah, it's, it's quite good. Basically, episode one was him doing loads of enduro rallies and basically not finishing because he got too tired. <laughs> Back to that fitness thing again. <laughs> but yeah, it's quite fun. It's of its time. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, like, it's got, it's, it's it's got like a really naff... 12 years old or something, is it? Yeah, it's got a really naff, like, prog rock, Dakar oh, nice. theme song. Well, we need and... to get one of those <laughs> yeah, for the podcast. Yeah, if, if anyone wants to make one, we'll... Right, I think it theme we'll tune put it for in. us a jingle. Yeah, and we'll credit you every episode for free. Absolutely. <laughs> but yeah, I think that that's that's all I've been up to, and a bit, and a bit of trail riding, and a bit of writing, and same old, same old. Sounds good. Mm. Right, well, we'll catch everybody hopefully next week then. Yep. So next week, uh, we should we just get this adventure bike maintenance episode out of the way because we keep teasing it and we never do it. Yeah. Okay. We'll do it next okay. week. We will do it next week. We promise. Don't say that. Don't say the P word, James. If we're, if we're back next week, if I haven't had a mental breakdown and yeah. checked all the broadcast to give him in the bin. Brilliant. Right. Well, nice to uh, nice to be back. Yep. And yeah, we'll catch Love you in soon. the new studio. Yeah, definitely. We we're yet to put the egg boxes on the wall, so it probably sounds a bit echoey. Yeah, that's true. Oh, I wonder if Rachel would like egg boxes on the wall. That's a good idea. <laughs> we can anyway, paint them. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, I'm at 95ADV on Instagram. I'm at Devonshire underscore biker. You can email us at 95ADV at gmail.com. You can uh, visit our it. blog. You can, 95ADV.com. You can uh, you buy can stuff to, through it. You can. You can sign up to the newsletter. We've got, uh, if you want to support the show, you don't have to send us any money. You can simply you can. buy. Well, I haven't got that, that facility set up. If you'd like our bank details, then... Just ask. Just it's ask. not just ask. It's no, Monzo but, um, but Revolut, you, Monzo. We're easy. If you want to support the show and not actually give us any money, then if you buy some bike stuff from Sports Bike Shop or Revzilla, if you're in the US, or if you want to buy something off Amazon, we've got some affiliate links in the episode description, or if you go onto the website and click through one of those links, then we get a small kickback. It doesn't cost you a penny, but we get a penny, basically. Literally a penny. <laughs> Sometimes. It still feels nice, though. Sometimes, I know. Um, and one day, we will pay for this equipment. Definitely. <laughs> right. See you next week, everyone. Keep adventuring. See you later. Bye. Bye.